everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Yo. It's going to be a pleasure to join as always my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Once again, yo. <laughs> and, you know, we've had, oh, I've had a weird time upload the upload schedule of episodes, so it probably, it was already December, I think, when we recorded it, or just coming into December as we were about to release it, but you've heard the most recent episode, but now, by this point when you're hearing this, we're in mid-December, so we're well into it, so we can, do, we can talk about it probably here and not feel like we're too early. It's Christmas, Paul. We're properly into the Christmas season. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah. We are, we are in the, the, the frivolous time of festive frivolity. Yes, yes we are. I couldn't think of a better word than time. I was trying to make it all Fs, but... I get you. I'm, alliteration. I know. I was looking for good alliteration, but I could not get there. Nothing better than a good bit of alliteration. I appreciate your effort. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I am pretty sober, so alliteration yeah. is beyond me at the moment. <laughs> As opposed to a few cans in you that you'd be able to do it, really? No, I wouldn't be able to, but I'd think I'd be able to. Yeah, the confidence there. Yeah, that, that, that misplaced confidence in the drunk. Mm. <laughs> you know? it's, it's one of alcohol's great gifts to the world, is the misplaced confidence. Do, do you see my new, my new toy that I got? It is a... Weird looking rabbit with those like stitches down the side of it, as in, as in that's part of the design. Right? It's a Scorpio bunny, it's a plushy dreadful. Ah. But look at his big fluffy ears, they're huge. It's quite demonic looking with its red eyes. Yeah. It's a Scorpio bunny. <laughs> Is there any particular reason you brought up the Scorpio bunny? Well, because it's new. Well, that's true. And he likes Christmas too, you know. He certainly looks like a holly jolly fellow. He is a holly jolly fellow. He rep- <laughs> he's, he's me in bunny form. <laughs> Fluffy but grumpy. Fluffy and grumpy. Excuse me. Uh, I don't know uh, if your opinion changes compared to mine or being a parent yourself or whatever, Paul, but you know, are you excited about Christmas? If you, I, know, I know people in my circle who are excited, I know people who aren't that excited. I, I am excited for festive periods, I am not excited for how much it will likely hurt my wallet. Yeah. I, I am the typical. 30 odd year old that still enjoys the Christmas period, I still enjoy the, you know, the family gathering, the the festive eating, the yeah. festive television. Mm-hmm. I don't always enjoy the festive spending ah. because, you know, mm-hmm. it, you're in a weird sort of limbo between, oh my God, I'm spending this much money uh-huh. to, well, I, I must, I must yes. spend this much money, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. But then you have that little third question in your head that goes, why? Why must I spend this much money for a gift? I'm in a, a weird position now that I have money of my own the last year or so, the last couple of Christmases, I felt good having money of my own. But then again, I do go through, I get paid like the first day of the month, yeah. which means especially in December, I, I'd already bookmarked a bunch of pages online because like, if I can get away with just buying shit online, I will. Because fuck, yeah. fuck going into shops around this time. <laughs> I've I've already heard the the horror stories my mum and dad have told me when they went shopping uptown. Oh, I wouldn't go Christmas shopping mm. in the town. No, oh, no God, no. no. That's that's just a fucking. Mm-hmm. That is a petri dish of stress and annoyance. Oh yeah. It's bad enough going to going shopping in the shopping centre in Clyde Bank. Yeah. You know, I'm much the same as you. If I can do my shopping, you know, online, mm-hmm. I I will. Yeah. I I have seen a nice I, I've seen a nice birth, uh, Christmas gift from my brother. All right. I 
already know what my boy wants. Mm-hmm. He wants an insane thing, but I can, I'm can. i looking to give him half the money towards it. He wants to save up for... A th- and brace yourself when I tell you this. A £300 hoodie. Ah. A hoodie. Ah, £300. Hoodie. Pounds. A Stone Island hoodie. Okay, then. And I said to him, right, I didn't, I didn't, like, I wasn't negatory on the boy or nothing. We had a good laugh about it. But mm. I was like, you realise you're spending £300 for a name, right? Uh-huh. Not the hoodie. <laughs> you could go to any, and here's me showing my, my skin flintishness and yeah. my age. I was like, you know, you could probably go to any of the several charity shops and mm-hmm. buy a hoodie uh-huh. for sometimes less than a fiver. And you want to spend £300 on an item of clothing that you may likely grow out of. Uh-huh. You know? At least wait until your growing period has stopped before you buy clothing of that expense. <laughs> <laughs> Get some use of it. Uh, translated, I can't spend more money on clothes for you. Please stop growing. Please stop asking for crazy things. But no, for his birthday, I intend to give him half of that money. I'm going to, well, for his Christmas, I should say, I'm going to give him half that money. And we'll be, there you go. Mm-hmm. And my mum's going to give him some money. So it'll, it'll be it'll be a good bit towards the way for his desired thing. Yeah. So that's good. And like I say, I've seen a really cool thing my brother would like. Mm-hmm. I've seen something I know my mother would love, but unfortunately I really doubt I could afford. Oh, that's a shame. But... She'd love it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I would, I would love to get her it. Yeah, but I don't think I can. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. I, my, my main focus for my Christmas right now is also my mum, my dad, my brother. As it usually has yeah. been. Uh, and my, I'm, what I've taken to doing now is basically everybody gets is beginning is getting one main thing, one main gift, and then some sweeties to go with it. You get a card. You get a card. You get a card. Everybody gets a card. But <laughs> no gift. Right, so I'm getting an actual gift and then some sweets to go with it, and that's very much even. But then I feel weird with that, where I know my brother, brother basically flat out told me where he said, like, he's, he's selected a handful of people, me, my mum, and dad being amongst them. Like, everybody gets three gifts, no more, no less, whatever. And I don't know how much he's spending them. I don't imagine, like, he's going out there a lot because obviously he's got stuff to save up for and everything. Yeah. But. You know, I feel weird because, like, okay, I've got two things for everybody and everything, but, like, and not and all these gifts that I've gotten, and I've not even bought the Swedes, if I know the Swedes won't cost that much, but, like, yeah. it's a case of, like, you know, I pay stuff when I get paid, and then I went and bought these things, and they don't all cost that much, but I think it's the idea of, like, you don't realise when I'm spending, like, buy this, buy this, buy this, and then you don't realise... I, I, I bought these few things, and now I have no money? Yeah, basically, <laughs> like, you don't realise just how quickly that, that well, there was a lot of money when the payday thing came in to, yeah... You're like, yay, money, pay. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got my night out. So, <coughs> so you've, you've got to be very particular with your cash. I mean, I'm thinking about buying them an additional, maybe buying an additional thing, like something small for each of them. Uh, but I'm waiting till after my night. I have a night out coming up this weekend. To buy them all some rings. Some Christmas night out. I was going to buy my mum and dad separate key, like this key things to go under keys. But we basically, there's three of us in the house and we all rotate the same two keys. So there's not enough keys to go around. There was just something funny dog related on these keychains. I was going to get them up, but <laughs> I, I decided against it. There's not enough keys for this to go on. What are you What are you getting, Dexter? Because you know you'll have to buy your, your doggy a present. I'm buying Milo a gift. 
I honestly don't know at this point. I was going to buy something online, but I thought, like, there's some very nice balls I can get. Literally, I place up the road rather than paying for it online. I'd probably pay less going up the road. And also, Dexter is... This is a ball. These kind of balls I've seen Dexter play with before, and I've seen my brother play with them. These are the kind of balls that are fun for the dogs to play with, and also it's hot, really hard for them to destroy. It's a little while before you see any wear and tear on it. It's a win-win. So you'll get some good use out of it. Yeah. But then again, Dexter's got a lot of toys at the bottom, and I don't even know what my mum's getting. I'm assuming she's going to spoil them because she always spoils that. No, dog. when when Jesse was a younger doggy, Mama's dog, mm-hmm. she was notorious for that. Whenever you bought her toys. Mm-hmm. She would within sometimes within the day mm-hmm. have it destroyed. That mm-hmm. it seemed to be her mission. Like I, w- I will find the source of the squeak in this thing, and I will kill it. Yeah, yeah. Dex was fine with all, but yeah, those kind of toys with any fluff in them. He's like one time he ripped the ear off one of his toys. Mom bought it before they even got out the shop where they were buying it. <laughs> so that that tells you, you know. It seems like he's got like he's trying to beat his own record when he gets those kind of toys, you know. Yeah, sets his own wee timer. Like, mm. go. That's the thing we we dogs like him. You know, they they always destroy their toys, especially if there's any like fluff in them. Yeah, I seen the cutest wee doggy the day when I was heading home for the bus. Mm-hmm. It, you know that way sometimes you see those little dogs. You, if you don't look down, you'll step on it. <laughs> yeah, the little thing. I swear to God, and no worry about it. The thing was about the size of Milo, a totally wee doggy, wee mm-hmm. black doggy, right? right? And the wee old woman that had the wee dog, she was. It was on the extended lead, and she was looking in the window of the big co-op, and the wee dog had walked out a bit, so <laughs> its lead was across the, the pathway. Uh-huh. And the funny thing, right? I was walking down towards the bus stop, and this woman was walking up, mm-hmm. and both of us stopped. Just a couple of steps forward, the barrier line, <laughs> you know, and both like both gave each other looks up to say, hmm, and then <laughs> we just went. She went, step over, and then just after she stepped over, the old woman was like, oh, come here, you move mm-hmm. the way, and I was like, oh, cute mm-hmm. dog, you know, but that was funny. Mm. I mean, I think I don't know when a bit it's in December, so we're but at the time recording, I've I, I've just put my tree up, which is. Is it as cool as my tree? Well, it's not fibre optic or whatever it is your... It means it's not fibre optic, it's well, pink. Well, it looks fibre optic. Well, I can't tell in this lighting. Well, it's not. I'm just saying it looks it. But do you do you have some kind of spectacular real-life pine Christmas tree? No, I don't have a real-life pine tree. It's uh, no. where, you, where your Christmas period finishes and you have to brush up the needles. I mean, the bits come off it, but it's not a real tree. Literally, yeah. you take it out the... The box part of it, you need, you need to put the branches on, then there's a top that you put on, you kind of assemble it, but it, look, it feels real enough where I'm happy with it. It's not, I don't like fibre optic trees where there's already lights on, I like putting the lights on. Yeah. And yeah. see how it's lit up. I don't, I don't know, like, I really don't, so I might be talking out my ass here, but I, I tend to believe like real Christmas trees is a largely American thing. It is, pretty yeah. much. I know, I know like some people in, in the UK in other places do real trees, but I think it's mostly an American tradition. Like, like some families in America go out and they'll cut down a Christmas tree and then get it all like, hey, it's time to go cut the tree. And Yeah. Yeah, why don't you just go to the shop? I know, I've, I've got out of a shop, like in a book, yeah, but then it's kind of a full, or I think it's kind of like that, I tell you to describe it, mm. like Christmas tree, like, it looks real enough, but you put the things on it and you can still wrap lights around it and put ornaments kind of on it. 
And I like it. It's, it's lasted us a few years, and there was one before that. One we had before that lasted us fucking ages. Mm. And so, like, it's that. It's that. I think it's that nice. We we in between, but between a fiber optic and cutting down a real one. It's you got this kind of tree. I know that's one I like, and we got all these different ornaments. And then when it's when it's all lit up and there's nothing else, no, like very few other lights on in the, the living room, but the tree lights. You know, it, it really feels like Christmas because my mum also then sets up all this Christmassy stuff around the living room as well. So this is when I'm like, right, it's December, it's probably Christmas because all the stuff's up. Well, I, I kind of have an odd set up at the moment in, in my in my bedroom where we are recording at the moment. Mm-hmm. I have my little pink Christmas tree on the table in the corner, right? Mm-hmm. But I have some lights uh-huh. in the other corner, <laughs> not on the tree. Those are just, you know, general bedroom decor lights. Huh. No, but you know, fuck it, I like them. What about a tree for your living room? Do you not have one for your living room? We do, but I have not put that up yet. Uh-huh. We are going to do that once I have, you know, cleaned the front room. I'm uh-huh. going to, I'm going to tidy up and myself and hopefully the boy, because something. I mean, I know he's growing up, but it's something I enjoy still. You mm-hmm. know, his father and son kind yeah. of thing, putting the tree up and getting the, the front room. You know, the room of people all Christmassy. Yeah. I remember one year when I'd done it myself, I was, you know, one of those years where I was in a particularly positive Christmassy mood, <laughs> and I'd, I'd spent the whole day beforehand sweating my ass off, gutting out the front room, making it all sparkly clean, mm-hmm. and then the day after, like, and this was one of the times that I hadn't put the tree up, with, well, I put the tree up, I hadn't decorated yeah. it without him, but I'd put the tree up, and I'd put, like, everyone's stockings up and done little bits of tinsel here and there and I felt, you know what, one of those days where you do all the work and you put it up and you feel really proud of yourself. Mm. And I was like, yeah, this looks, this looks homely, nice and, <laughs> and Christmassy. And then Seb came in from the school and we decorated the tree and everything was really cool. So You and I had a conversation, you know, it wasn't on, on this show, it was just between us the other week about, you know, feeling your age and not, or not feeling your age and what how... Yeah. What age you feel about compared to what you actually are, and when Christmas comes in particularly, that's when I feel younger than I actually am. That's because that's because like me, you have a good and healthy Christmas spirit, Scott. Well, that's the thing because the I have a a thing when I I have a my own perceived perfect time. My mum has this as well. I think it's because of her I have this and I've carried yeah. it with me. But uh, funny, funny that, and it, when it comes to Christmas, so there is a there is an element of mother's boy in there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, for both that, of us. Because quite a few of my Christmas dresses involve mum because it was usually me and her. I'm my older brother, but as he got older, he was either working or now he's moved out. So it's never yeah. primarily me and my mother thing. My dad helps move stuff out of the way and hoover up the needles. <laughs> but, but when it comes to actually putting the lights in the, and opening the branches, putting the ornaments on, no, he was. we were doing that the other day. My dad was sitting watching the football because also the World Cup's on. But he was nice enough to meet it so my mom could play Christmas music while we did it. Why, 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 why watch that World Cup? No one interesting is in it. But, where's my point? Aye, this is, yeah. my, this is my point. Basically, I feel the perfect time is like the first weekend of December is the perfect enough time because, like, obviously, it varies when they were the first, what the first day of December is, where it falls in the week, varies every year. Yeah. But let's say it starts like mid week <sighs> is the first of December. A few days in, it's, it's perfect enough, usually. But we didn't get a chance this past, the first weekend of December this year to put it up. And, I, and even though we put it up two days later, like on the Tuesday, yeah, it still fell off to me. Even like like it's, barely, <laughs> it's like the 6th of December. Like, why are you... I was like, no, it's not, it's not the weekend where we usually do it. It doesn't feel right. And <laughs> That's really quite cool. 
And then I was working, so my mum about thought like, well, we quit probably like six o'clock by the time I get home. Yeah. Will that be too late to put the tree up? And so my mum said like, oh, that she'd put like some stuff around that goes around the living room, or maybe bring some boxes down so that we can then open up and get started by the time I get home. Yeah. But I was basically stressing to her, don't do too much. But before I get there, partly because you know my mum carry has a bad back, so I don't want her lifting too many heavy things on her own. But two, I don't want to feel like she's done too much and doing too much of the setting up without me, because my my childish Christmassy brain will feel like I'm missing out on the Christmas fun or tradition, or, you know, shit yeah, like that. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, <laughs> I totally get that though. Like, well, I think the point you're making, like. If things like because you're so into Christmas and you have your traditions, all yeah. if things aren't done just so you feel a little discombobulated. Yeah, I mean, I'm not always stickler to just doing things the same way all the time, but there are you're certain not, things. Not, not clenching your fist to go, it's, no, it's not the way it is. You're supposed to be doing it's not properly. The same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> like, but there are a few Christmas traditions, a few that I don't do anymore, but then there are ones that, a few ones I do keep. And the ones I do keep, I hold on to with, oh, yeah, for dear yeah. life. Would would Muppet Christmas Carol be one of them? Oh, that yeah, that yeah. on Christmas that is. There's, the, there's an interesting Christmas reviewing question for you. I know like we have, we have cemented the fact and agreed on it many times that Muppet Christmas Carol is our quintessential Christmas movie. I mean, we on Rogue Opinions, I did one with I think it was Jimmy and Nathan, and in the end, Muppets did win through much of my fighting for it. So. Uh, both on here and on another show in a tournament it's definitively been proven the best Christmas movie yeah there's no debate but no regardless of the fact that and it's an obvious fact that Muppet Christmas Carol is the best Christmas movie Uh there's no debate in it fuck you if you do (laughs) but if you had to pick a top three like because for me right Mm -hmm. if you're talking traditional Christmassy movies and not you know die hard I watched that the other night, yeah, actually. Yeah. Or, I love that. In night. my opinion, Batman Returns, that's a Christmas movie. That's made at Christmas. Uh-huh. Penguin kills a Christmas queen and all that crap. I mean, they play a Christmas song at the end and Alfred and Bruce take Merry Christmas to each other at the very end. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But my top Christmas movies, mm-hmm. Muppet Christmas Carol right at the top. Of course. Home Alone, mm. second. Uh-huh. And it'd be... Reasonably honest with you, Home Alone too. It, it goes Muppet Christmas Carol and both the Home Alones, <laughs> and I, I, I sternly say both the Home and Home Alones because in my heart and in my mind there is only two of them. I, I really was okay. quite disappointed with the fact that there was a third and a fourth. I mean, if we if we don't have Macaulay Culkin in them, then they ain't Home Alone movies. So yeah. deal with it. <laughs> and from what I hear, goes. Reasonably terrible, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I think, uh, I think we got the guy. I think in one of them, and don't quote me on this. I may be completely talking in my butt. Yeah. But I think the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. It's the fourth one. He's in. He's is he in that color. one? Yeah, the guy that plays the stupid one. French Stewart is his name. French Stewart. Yeah. Yes. I, it annoys me that I forgot because he's such an interestingly unique name. Uh, you know, French Stewart. What about Dutch Stewart? It's interesting these three, isn't it? Because you got John Lithgow, him, and then your young Joseph Gordon Levitt, and yeah. three. And he seems to be the one that got left behind after all that. What, French Stewart? Well, he's the one you don't hear as much yeah, about. Yeah, afterwards. because I mean, John Lithgow, I mean, he's mostly remembered <laughs> as Isler Dick, or quite fondly remembered through Dexter. 
as the uh, Trinity Killer or, or as Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Yeah, yeah, because he voiced that. But I mean, John Lithgow has had a storied career. Same with Joseph, got Jason Joseph, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's done that. He's done. He done. Was it Shooter or Jumper? He did. Uh, Looper. Looper. That was the one. And yeah. he was obviously like. Well, let's just be honest. He was Robin in that last Batman, that, that Christopher Nolan one. Basically, I think when he got older, he got cemented probably because he appeared in a couple of different Christopher Nolan films because he did that in Inception. There may have been a third one he was that I Nolan did that he was involved he was in. in Inception. I mean, there's too many big people in Inception; they get lost. I've only, I've only seen it once. I mean, it was good, but it was a little convoluted to me. You know what I mean? It was just a little. Much. We can actually do the other thing we like to talk about in wrestling. China was in third rock for this and I remember. Oh, I know, I know. Was... I know. Yeah. She was and, she, up, I, she... I think, and weirdly enough, I think she briefly did a thing where hat or French Stewart's character fancied her in the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was sort of like the high water point of wrestling being the most mainstream famous thing in the goddamn world. Oh yeah, that I think Rock Rock appeared in a Star Trek episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. That, that's something I have. I'm sorry to bring the tone down a little. Well, that's, nice, I, that's, that's always a good way to start a sentence. Well, I, I really do, but, it, you know, I have to also say a rest in peace to Kirsty Alley. Oh, yeah. It was just recently passed. Very sad news, mm-hmm. uh, because I've, I always grew up... We're talking about actors that we grew up with there. I mean, I mean there's a really, recently Fraser, which we'll get to eventually, but she was in the thing that Fraser came from. and Yeah, she was She was in Cheers. She was Rebecca, I think. She really played a play up... played an inadvertent part as a character in Fraser getting with Lilith, because I think there's an episode I watched it with my brother. I've only ever watched it once, but, like, Fraser mistakes a compliment from her as an idea that she fancies him or whatever mm. and tries to end things with Lilith. And Lilith gets upset about it, and then that all event, that least actually events, was he's then proposing to her, and she says yes, and that takes them on their, their story and everything, which carries on into Fraser. Yeah. And then Christelle, who also famously spoke out against the concept of Fraser and psychiatry because she was a Scientologist. Oh, oh I'm not mean to be disrespectful. Was that Christelle who was a Scientologist? Yes, yes. Oh, that's was. a shame. I remember that in the whole little thing. Uh, I can't remember which member of Fraser cat led. Creative team yeah. said, "Well, I don't remember asking you. Yeah. You know, like I, I didn't ever want to be on that. Well, no one ever asked you to be on that, Kirsty. <laughs> you know, like saying well, you're not going to turn up to a party that no one invited you to. Yeah, yeah. But it, we can be light-hearted about it because there's no reason being down about it. Let's face it. Apart from her yeah. Scientology, and this Kirsty Alley was a great actress. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember growing up watching her and like, like I say, look who's talking, mm-hmm. Veronica's closet." I remember that too. I loved that program. Love how you went from what you're asking me what my top three Christmas movies were to Christmas Alley being dead. Well, no, like I say, mine's were like I say, Muppet Christmas Carol and both the Home Alones. What are yours? Well, in terms of what I enjoy watching or mm. the traditional Christmas, like films? what's what's your what is your three movies at Christmas apart from Muppet Christmas Carol? It is your like yeah, that's my movie. I watch at Christmas or movies, I should say, plural. Let's think about it. So you got Muppets up at the top. Yeah. I need to watch at least one version. I'll, I'll, I'll cheat a wee bit and tie a couple together. Yeah. I, need, I need to watch at least one version that they've done over the years of the Grinch. Ah. Anything Grinch-related, where it's the cartoon, the carry one, or the recent one, which I remember going to the cinema thinking, like, ah, it's fine. And then a couple of years later, I actually watched it again, and I'm like, actually, this is better than I gave it credit for at the time. And I've continued watching it as well. 
So now, uh, so now there's some years if I find the time, I watch at least two versions of The Grinch throughout December. So yeah. like Muppets, any version of The Grinch, because The Grinch is a big, it's a big part of Christmas for me. And The Grinch is featured in Home Alone too. Yeah, that's true. My mum is testament to just how much merchandising wise they've they've wrung out of the Grinch character. Because my mum sat the other night watching the Christmas movie we were all watching, which was Die Hard. But she was there. <laughs> Grinch pajamas. Yippee guy, eh, mother. Wearing furry green Grinch slippers, drinking her tea out of a, a mug shaped like the Grinch's face, with Dexter being forced to put on a shirt which had a picture of Max on the back of it. She should have. Your mum should have wore a little hat with a little sign on it saying. Grinch chic, bitch. <laughs> you know. Now the way that uh, the Grinch puts antlers on Max, my mum tried to put these wee antlers on Dexter's head. Instantly, literally, the minute she let go, he's shaking his head. <laughs> he's like, he's shaking his head, trying to get him off. Like, no. <laughs> he's like, I'm no having that. Dexter is not the kind of dog like Eddie. You can just dress up in outfits. He will. There are certain things he will fight you on. Yeah, you like not, not. Let's let's see where I draw the line. Now the way Max that. and the Grinch and Gary went after he does the wee monologue, he, he wipes his, his nose and knocks the fake nose off. Well, I, Dex- I must be honest and admit I have not actually watched any variations of the Grinch. But anyway, there's a whole thing... I know, you shook your head thing, at me. I'm, I'm sorry where, like, I haven't. There's a thing also where the Grinch dresses his dog up as a reindeer. So in the Jim Carrey version, he does he does a thing where, which is apparently maybe a piss take of Ron Howard who directed the film... Where he's like, alright, you're a reindeer, here's your motivation. You're Rodolph, a freak with a red nose, and no one likes you. <laughs> and he does his whole speech, and then, and then the Max just goes like this with his paw and just knocks the nose off. If it was Dexter in that situation, Dexter wouldn't let you get two words that he'd already be like, get yeah, this fucking yeah. nose off of me. Like, don't fuck about with me, I'm, I'm not your puppet. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's think. Uh, so, Muppets, any version of the Grinch, and. I watched quite a few Christmas movies. Yeah, it I'm was. Trying to think of the other ones that if I didn't watch them, might I feel weird about not watching them? I suppose Jingle All the Way is, is one. Never seen it. I'm very, I'm very sad in that regard. There's lots of great Christmas movies that I have yet to see. Mm-hmm. I know I mentioned to the the first one, the first Tim Allen Santa Claus. Oh, just the first one. That's the one that's got Martin Short in it, right? Well, that's he's in the third one, but I, I just, I just think of the first one. Oh, I just, I just like Martin Short. Mm. Do you know that used to be a traditional holiday season movie for me? What? <laughs> the Three Amigos. <laughs> Have you right. seen the Three Amigos? I've seen the Three Amigos. Isn't yeah. it funny as fuck? It was years ago I watched I, it, didn't you? I think it's a male plane. <laughs> didn't you see its little balls <laughs> on the thing with the little balls? It's fucking Steve Martin pissing his cell Chevy's on here going, huh? <laughs> a lot famous fucking scene in that movie where we're going along on our horses, uh-huh. suffering in the horrid desert heat. Steve Martin lifts up his water canteen, drips of water. Martin Short lifts up his canteen, full of sand. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Chevy, however, lifts up his canteen, Follow a water, glogs a big odie and throws the rest of it away <laughs> and then pulls out his lip balm <laughs> and it looks at Leto who's suffering, he's like, lip balm? <laughs> <laughs> and the best bit, the, well one of the best, well, there's so many best bits in that movie where he's like, oh great, you've killed the invisible swordsman, <laughs> well, how the hell was I supposed to know where he was? <laughs> you were supposed to fire up. <laughs> We both fired up. 
<laughs> Fantastic movie. Mm. Apparently there's a, uh, I don't know if it's lost or just not ever put together scene mm. with the late Sam Kinison. He, huh. but he had a role in that movie, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to Muppets for a second, I think I told you, we, we reviewed it a couple of years ago. Yeah, we did. And I talked about a scene, and it's something I didn't know about it until we, we did the review of it, and I did more research about how there was a song cut out of the movie. Yeah. Like a sad song in the scene where, like, the Ghost Christmas takes him to about where he and his lonely wanted to marry break up and everything, and now Rizzo's crying as, he, as she walks The love is gone. I that one. I That's in my version. Well, it's, well, it was in it was there initially, but then many versions after that. I didn't know it ever existed, but apparently yeah. Disney Plus made an announcement a wee while ago that they're re-releasing a version on Disney Plus with that in it. Yeah, because I mean, that that whole bit is really integral to the story. Yeah, the one the one part of Scrooge's heart that was not so cold. Yeah, and be, I, I better explain. I mean, because the scene, the actual conversation between the two is very brief, so. It doesn't actually, when you really think about it in the context where there's maybe a song there without it. Yeah, Scrooge and Rizzo both crying makes less sense than when you, if you see the song. I mean, well, you probably, most people don't want to watch films with sad songs in it. No. Like you said, it is integral to the story, so I, I never knew it existed. It's, it's, as much as it's sad, though, it's, with that in the film, with the, all of the proper bits in the film, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad and it makes you tear up a little, but it's good because ultimately you feel good by the end of it and feel very happy, you mm-hmm. know. And there's always always that awesome scene that we both laugh at. Yeah. You know, like the lead, not the red, like the lead, not the red. <laughs> <laughs> Come in and know me better, man. <laughs> I use that phrase every so often, just offhand, so I just like, come in and. Uh... The wee, the wee, car, the wee Christmas carol or fox, like, says, what do you want? Can you the song, Governor? No, apparently they were forced to put that, that, that rabbit character in. And there were people on the, in the team, the Jane Henson team, they're like, no, I don't want this character, and it's too cutesy, or whatever, he's being a rabbit, or whatever. So There's like, nothing too cutesy about him, he's cool. But they hated him, so that's why they had them get things thrown at him, and then the very randomly see him shivering, like, they put that in there because they hated him. I didn't hate him. I thought that was cruel. I know. People in films are fucking weird. <laughs> People in films are just cruel and cold and heartless. It's... But then he got five shillings at the end and he was all happy. So. He did. He did. And he was like, ha ha, and then he fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went, stood up and went, ha ha, again. Don't about Christmas. And we were. <laughs> you can see yourself somebody who's easy to buy for. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because I, I never really, well, I haven't for a long time really wanted anything specific. I'm, I'm more that sort of person. I hate to say this because it makes me uh-huh. sound like a dick end, uh-huh. but I'm just appreciative of what I get. Uh-huh. You know, I just long since long gone have the days of like, oh, I need to have less or oh, I want that. Uh-huh. I generally don't want very much. So if I, if I get something, I'm happy. My my happiest point in Christmas is just the time you spend with family. Mm-hmm. That is, that is honestly it for me. You know, it's yeah. not about what you get; it's about who you spend the time with. Okay. Mm. I don't think I'm difficult to buy for, but I think I bloody hope no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's more so that 
I think I know what I want to get, like the same ballpark kind of things I want to get. I just like I think at this point I'm like, well, you know the kind of things I'm into. Cause like I, I think if you know the kind of thing someone's into, it's more of an idea than if they just don't tell you anything that they want. So if I was to get you a Mars bar, would you be upset? I'd be confused. <laughs> what if I wrapped it? I'd be even more confused. But <laughs> I'd be like, necessarily Merry Christmas. Wouldn't necessarily be angry per se. Just heavily confuddled. Yes, there's like there's a meme out there. I think it's Obi Wan from a Star Wars movie, just going like that, and just comes up visible confusion. That would be me. Visible confusion. Ah. What if I got you a photograph of Governor Kane holding a Mars bar? Going, look, a Mars bar. That would be cool because it would be an interestingly weird and abstract picture. I have so many questions about that, I'm not even going to ask any of them. Oh, maybe he's running for governor again. And apparently at the moment people don't like him very much. And... I could make him seem friendly. Holds up a chocolate bar and goes, Hey, look, I'm nice. Look, I have chocolate. I'm Governor Kane. Vote for me and I'll give you a Mars bar. Vote for, my, vote for Ben Jacobs. If you don't, he'll beat us. <laughs> <laughs> Why, you little... Oh, I wouldn't hit you, son. They're going to get such a beating. A <laughs> uh, little Simpson joke there for you. Yeah. But, anyway, but my point is, like, it's better to kind of know the kind of things somebody likes, I think even if they don't specify what kind of thing in that realm they want, more so than them just not telling you anything and not giving you any ideas, because I know people like that and they're pricks. See, I, I only buy mm-hmm. for family mm-hmm. and for friends. Okay. And I know what you fuckers all like, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you like things, mm-hmm. my family likes things, mm-hmm. so I will buy you Things, random Christmassy type things. Mm-hmm. The one thing I seen when I was in the cooperative the other day is something that made me joyful for Christmas mm. because I have a I have a weakness for Christmas snacks, uh-huh. particularly savoury snacks at Christmas. Uh-huh. And I seen something in the co-op that filled me with such joy the other day. Mm-hmm. The McVitie's savoury selection. I love it. I am I'm quite territorial with it too. Uh-huh. I I must have all the salt and pepper ones. I must layer layer mine. And if anyone else takes them, I will be very sad <laughs> because I love those ones. Salt and pepper crackers are the best. If yeah. you're sober, they're awesome. If you're not sober, they're awesome. If you're not really sober but kind of sober, mm-hmm. they're awesome. <laughs> Right. You know, now you said you're giving your kid money. I get money from like Annie's occasionally still. I don't think that's something I ever appreciated as I was getting older properly, you know, the idea of getting money from people at Christmas. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, a proper kid, like, still getting toys and everything <laughs> like that, I, I'd occasionally get money. But being that young, I didn't have anything to buy, fo- anything to buy other than maybe sweeties occasionally. Mm. Because more than not, I got what I wanted on my Christmas birthday. Didn't really want anything all that much. Was it no grand though? Like when you were away and, and you got money and you felt like a fucking millionaire. Oh yeah, yeah. You had like maybe 40 quid or something. But like looking at all the things I can buy with this 40 quid. As opposed to all the things you will not be able to buy nowadays. No. But, and then I get into my teen years and the further into my teen years I got, the more I look forward to like, I wonder how much money I got this much the year last year. How much money, like I remember I would get money like, I got this much from so and so. How much do you get? Do you get that much? And now I get a man he's where I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I think I'm getting less money from people. <laughs> well, I 
unfortunately, considering the fact that I am just a smidge older than you, I am, I am, come on man, be kind, it's Christmas. I'm not saying anything, I didn't say anything. <laughs> you gave me that look, though. I did, the you, guy gave you no look. You did so, be kind, it's Christmas. I know I am more than a smidge over your age. Get to the age. fucking point. I am at the stage now where a lot of the gifts that I get are toiletries. Uh-huh. That is what I get, I get toiletries and booze. I love it, I appreciate it because it's a gift and people put thought into it and all, but it does it does make you a little somber where you're like, so I'm at that stage. Mm-hmm. Deodorant and socks. Like two of the things I asked for more kind of clothing related. I didn't ask for them because I wanted them, I let you I asked for them because I needed them. Drawers. Well no drawers, but like I wanted a pair of like proper like dress well I think it was a proper pair of denim or like dress trousers. For kind of nights out or for work, and then I wanted a, I wanted a better pair of another new pair of like walking shoes, uh-huh. like out of the dog because I think I've worn, I've worn out the pair that I currently have. You know what you need for walking shoes? What? Boots. I preferred like kind of a, like walking, well, no boots, but like I, I have boots at home, but I don't. Yeah. I prefer just these kind of like kind of like trainers, but more for like walking. Ah, uh, like walking trainers. Yeah. Uh, I, I once like, had a like, nice... Like ones that won't get too messed up, but yeah. I kind of meant to when you go through grass and it's all muddy and everything when I'm out with the dog and shit. I once had a very nice boot trainer mm. hybrid. Yeah. It looked like a trainer, but I had steel toe caps. Fair enough. Yeah, they were good. I, I've always appreciated steel toe caps, especially for if you're going to gigs or anything. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if, if you're a person like me who likes to, like, elbow his way to the goddamn front, mm-hmm. you know... Once you get into that throng of a crowd at a gig, you're going to get your feet stepped on and shit. So oh, yeah. if you've got steelies on, you know, you're good. Mm-hmm. Just rem- like if you get excitable and start pitting, remember you've got steelies on. <laughs> and not to accidentally kick anyone in the shin or some shit like that. Because mm-hmm. that wouldn't be very neighbourly, you know. No, 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 no. <sighs> but no, I, I find them great safety footwear for any occasion. Than most occasions I go to in our gigs, so it's amazing that they don't advertise it like that. <laughs> Still talk it, but <laughs> safety boot for any occasion. Aye, gigs, football matches. If you need to, if you need to sort something out, mm-hmm. you know, walking, mm-hmm. sitting, <laughs> you know, steelies, man, brilliant. I find it weird that you even you need to call them walking shoes. Like, I know, like it's it's for usually it's for a type of walking. Like, would you prefer a pair of Christmassy walking socks? <laughs> like, like I'm, all I mean is like these are I mean walking because then they can they're for certain terrains or different types of walking. Basically, yeah. like if you're going hill walking or whatever, all all terrain footwear. Yeah, yeah. But like, but it feels like stupid to call it walking bit shoes. Like as opposed to what sitting boots. <laughs> Like, well, I'm, I'm, well, certainly aren't all shoes, walking shoes. I am lounging at the moment. Yeah. Lounging steelies. You know, lounging steelies. But would your lounging change all that much if you didn't have your steelies on? Well, yes, because I'd feel more comfortable about putting my feet on the bed properly. Hmm. You know, hmm. I, I, I... Okay, you got me on that one. I like to think I have a teeny little bit of etiquette left. I don't like to put my boots on the bed. I mean, it's your bed. I know, but I still think it's uncouth. You know, I was brought up better than that to put my boots on the bed. Well, excuse me. 
<laughs> well, Paul, I've had a good chat with you about Christmas. You know what I also love about Christmas? A good Christmas special of the TV programme. And Frasier has quite a few great Christmas specials, especially in season six. I, I like which what you did there. Especially in season <laughs> Literally, the minute I knew I wanted to have Christmas, I knew I, I had my opening. I had my way to get back on track. Yeah. Well done. I must. I must... Doff my hat to you. I mean, we're 40 minutes in, people probably thought I was we'd lost forever, but no, I knew the way back. No, I, knew, no, he, I knew how to get back. Ha, was shepherd to our show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Paul. There you go, alliteration. Yeah, you go. I had a secret, I don't know how long we're going to talk about Fraser or how long it's going to be, but secretly I had a thing in back of my mind where I knew I wasn't wanting to talk Christmas and so I knew our weeks would probably involve something to do with Christmas and I enjoyed talking about it, but I said it's a secret goal of basically what seeing if I could talk about the opening, doing the opening ramble in Christmas longer than the actual Fraser discussion itself. See if that was longer. I've got perfect alliteration now. Go, go. The sailor sailing our seasonal show southward. There you go. I could really hear the wheels turning as you were. It was that last word. I wasn't sure because <laughs> southward isn't exactly Christmassy, but it got me to the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I had to find an ending. There you go. See, you've already opened a can of cider. See, the alcohol is already doing it. It's already giving you that false confidence. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, not false confidence. So <laughs> no. what will I do? <laughs> the Paul, season six of Frasier, when, what generally do you think of, what comes to your mind when you think, when you think about Frasier, but then you think season six, what do you oh. often think about? Oh, there's so many, mostly I think, like, the developing, I often think of the developing relationship between Daphne and Donnie and the little sort of triangle between Daphne, Donnie and Niles. Uh-huh. As, I, as I've stated, like, often on our Fraser shows, I've often thought, like, well, Daphne was a little negatory in the way she handled her situation with Donnie. Mm-hmm. I thought she could have gone about it better. I thought Donnie was done. I'd, they'd done Donnie bad. You know, I think, and I think that's a more season seven discussion. But I get what you're talking about, yeah, and like Niles mm-hmm. near, and because I think a lot like near the, the latter stage of the season, mm-hmm. you know, like Niles trying to like find his feet, you know, getting girlfriends, mm-hmm. Fraser failing humongously as per usual mm-hmm. with his relationships, but. In season six, like the very first time I'd watched Frasier, like, and I was in the sixth season, like, mm-hmm. obviously I didn't know it was coming. I honestly had high hopes for Donnie and Daphne, because in season six, and I know, I know a lot of Frasier fans and a lot of our listeners and such would call me negatory in this, but I honestly was not happy because we're we're discussing we wrap up of season six and yeah. we're going into season seven. I wasn't happy from that point on with the development of Daphne's character. I, I, it just never sat right with me. When, as in, in what way? As in, like how it developed in season six, or just from well, this point on? The, the, the sort of beginnings of it near the end of season six, you know, because I mean, you look at the end of season six, huh. she's having all these issues and all this. Um, all these worries in regards to her relationship with Donnie. Uh-huh. And she's like, Oh, I love him. Oh, I'm worried about it. Oh, and right near the episode when Donnie proposes to her, uh-huh. even up to that point, the first thing I thought, oh no, she's going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And that's going to suck. 
And then she accepts the proposal. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, cool, she didn't hurt him. But then I was like, oh, no, Niles is kind of sad. Well, like, you know, and I, I had so many conflicting, like, I mean, I love the season. Don't get me wrong. The yeah. se- season six is probably one of the best in the in the run. Oh yeah, I agree with that. You know, but I just feel like uh, from that point on, I think they struggled to develop the character properly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this season one, and I think it's a fight between seasons five and three. Are like some among the top three for me in terms of season. Not necessarily in that order. I haven't really worked out the order yet in my head. Yeah. Maybe when we're finally done with Frasier, I'll work it out. But I, I we'll, get... we'll be old and in our graves by then. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks well, for that, yeah. We'll be in our cold, cold graves. <laughs> Homer, why do you have to keep talking about the children's graves? <laughs> but. I'm. I do think, like you said, this is a great season, but it is also, in a way, I'll talk about later on, the end of an era in a lot of ways, but yeah. we'll come back to that. But I'll, I'll think about the the Daphne stuff, and uh, and basically, I think it comes out that she's really using these visions that she likes to leave and whichever else kind of humours her on to justify her basically having cold feet about saying yes, even though I think deep down she wanted to, to say yeah. yes. And I think it goes back to something we'd even seen before in the season where... She meets Clive, who she previously said no to because she was scared and then doesn't yeah. want her he's feeling, but then decides she doesn't want to go with him. Yeah, and what, I, I think that shows a very a very superficial side of her character in that particular episode because, mm. oh, I don't want to I don't want to hurt his feelings, but he was a mank. Mm. Basically, that is a runabout way of putting it. She's like, oh, he was a manky, he was a manky car mechanic. I don't mm. want to fucking date that or whatever. But then she hears... Oh, he's successful, mm-hmm. and oh, he's got he's got prominence, he's got standing. Oh, I'm interested, uh-huh. and I'm like, for shame, Daphne. That's really quite, quite, you know. And, and it's weird because I think she kind of gives this idea that she's kind of holding out for a certain idea of a of a guy who she then realizes. I think she starts. She thinks she says yes because I think she. Gets in her mind that maybe like this perfect version she's idealizing her head doesn't exist and I should take the happiness I've got now, which is why she says yes. But like, it's weird because that, that thing idea of her getting afraid of the idea of actually getting married does conflict with what I've seen her before because she does seem like the kind of person who is a romantic. Like, you see in the Three Valentines episode, the idea of the fact that she's not with somebody or she's not engaged or married yet is a cause of great pain for her, especially yeah. when she looks around in Valentine's Day and sees all these people together. Maybe it's the idea like you, yeah, you think she likes the idea of being with somebody, but then I think it's that thing that maybe many people do suffer from when she's confronted with it. She does panic yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I get you on that one. Yeah, yeah. But also, like we're talking to Daphne, and I, I feel we're being a little negatory here. Yeah, I mean, I'm... let's let's talk about one of the genuine positives I found in season six, and I've I've talked about the end part of it here. I'm doing it. I'm doing it the way I read the newspaper. You know what I mean? <laughs> I start at the back, get to the middle, and then flip to the front. You know, but I'm avoiding the middle at the moment because if we go to the start of season six <laughs> with the whole the whole story arc of Fraser, you know, desperately searching for employment, uh-huh. and one of my favourite episodes near the start of the season <laughs> was uh, when Fraser went into total denial mode uh-huh. and you know obliterated the pinata. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It, one of my favourite scenes in that whole bit. 
was when he'd obliterated the pinata and then his phone rang. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hello? Oh, oh, well, how wonderful for Gil. Thank you, baby. And then throws the phone and it beats the phone. I like the bit that, uh, that after that where they talked about like, he beat the hell out of a pinata. Didn't know what he was supposed to do. And the way he did it, they found a job on the other side of the highway. <laughs> and then the, the bit before that, the fact that he's one of his many projects, making an opera, which he gets his dad to practice him. And his dad starts singing the song like, was he doing it before Mrs. Cromwell got off? That's why Mrs. Mrs. Cromwell got, got off. <laughs> I don't even know if Cromwell's our actual name. I just, it's the only name I could think of at the time. But <laughs> Was I doing it before she got off? That's why she got off. I think this season, uh, I think partly for Daphne, is one of our last great seasons in that it's one of the last proper examples we get of of what I loved about Daphne for the first Quirky five Daphne. seasons of weird Daphne. Yeah. I think that is a I think that is a personal opinion because I genuinely think it's not a gradual mm-hmm. thing when it gets into the later seasons. It's pretty glaring in my opinion. Mm. Because and I I've had this argument with fans on Facebook before, right? I've to my detriment. But you know when in those situations where I really should let it go. <laughs> but um I I feel that season six on well the end of season six onwards mm-hmm. I honestly think by the end of it she becomes her mother. Wow. I really do. Mm-hmm. And for all the people and all the fans that I've interacted with on Facebook groups, mm-hmm. let's say they hate Garrett, right? Who the fuck is Garrett? Gertrude Gertrude oh, Gert- oh yeah that's... Gertrude Moon oh yeah uh, see I think she overstayed her welcome personally but um... I, I liked her mm. and it's a weird thing right I'd say she became her mother mm-hmm. I liked her mother I didn't like her I think I mean maybe she be, she comes in the way she describes her mother in a way because she describes her mother as a well, my mum is harsh on her, but I don't think she's the same version of the mother that she described when. No, Ma's just an old biddy. No. But, you know, Ma's an old chain smoking biddy that likes to fucking <laughs> be a wee bit out there. Like, like later seasons, she's like that. You help Auntie Gert find her cigarettes, <laughs> and you can have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, she got the neighbour's cat drunk again. <laughs> 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 well, I, I liked her. I found, I found her funny. And for all the fans that hate Simon, mm-hmm. for shame, Simon was cool, man. <laughs> uh, he's still mad you ate that stuff he puts on his face. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, another person who can't do a proper English accent. But, well, we will re- we will go to the Winnebago where we will watch Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> fly his trade against the forces of evil. <laughs> I love them, man. He was, like, in the later seasons of Frasier, and I know this, I'll be in a teensy tiny minority here, but he was one of my favourite characters. <laughs> absolutely loved Simon, man. Anyway, my point about Daphne is like you don't get a lot of those weird stories I liked about Daphne. Like one of the last ones you get I think is in the IQ episode. No, where she's talking about her brother. And then they told him to put it put it under the pillow for the tow fairy. When he got ten a ten of the next day, that was all he could do to stop him from cutting the rest of them off. She she made it seem like she had a very, very, very unique family. Yes. yes very she, unique. 
See, that's a that's a PC way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you said it just a minute ago that uh, Fraser are a big part of the first maybe third all stay of the season. Yeah. I think it's like season seven or eight. He gets. I think it's actually the episode right before the uh, Chris, the Christmas special. I think it is where he gets his job back. So about episode nine. Uh, so the first third of the season, he's out of work and looking for job. But I think from the, even those hints that well, looking like, for direction, yeah. I think more so. But like there's hints to it even in those episodes, and I think it's very much so after that, even after the Christmas special. That I think this sixth season is more about Niles than it is about Fraser, despite the fact he's the title that the further into the development of like separation and the ultimate war, they're getting divorced. Yeah, I think. Uh, Miles gets a lot more focused. Like I know it's maybe an ensemble show, but Nail does get a lot of main focus, and especially when it comes to the point in the season where Mars officially, you know, the, the scene famously, you know, sends it back to shredded up settlement with the nickel and the very haunting yeah. poem. It was with I think the season was a lot more about <laughs> Nail that like, finally getting free of Manus, but then the one thing he wanted when he was free was to have Daphne, and then he can't have Daphne. Yeah. Is it, it remind me of season six? Is that like when he finally breaks up with Maris and he throws his ring? Like you can't hurt me anymore. Isn't that your Mercedes down there? <laughs> uh, no. Is that earlier? No, that's earlier. Ah. No, that's, I think it may even been season five. Ah, oh, damn it! I, see, I, it's there, hard there, to there, get yourself mixed up with that. There were a couple of like points that seemed like final points, and then they kept it going. Like the my reasoning. My reasoning was, I think it was season four. My reasoning, my reasoning was based on my mother's obsession with Herman. <laughs> Again, the moment that almost makes him seem like the bloody stick insect. Like, my mother's obsession with me. My mother was the only stick with eyeballs. Three Valentines was season six, right? Yes. Yeah, that's one of my favourite episodes, particularly that scene with Niles in the elevator. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. No, and this is Niles in the apartment, remember? Uh, well, oh, yeah, with the, with the incredibly great slapstick. I mean, this is you take that whole section. It's just a a masterclass in physical oh, it comedy. Oh, it's like one of my favorite bits. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, see when when he's caused all the calamity and he's <laughs> dried his damnedest to waft the smoke, <laughs> and then he drops the towel, <laughs> and then sees a little speck of blood on his finger and passes out on the fucked up couch. <laughs> one of my favorite bits is when he goes to get the scissors to cut off. Very early on, he goes to get his scissors to cut the third off his uh, he dresses, he goes, oh, oh, turns it around the opposite way, like, no, don't run with scissors. Yeah, I swear to God, if he'd have just kept himself busy, he would not have noticed such an insignificant little thing. Mm-hmm. But you've seen that, uh-huh. that leads me into the problems I have with the developing after said season six. <laughs> because you look at Niles, and, and that is one of the best slapstick scenes, like, in the whole fucking run, mm-hmm. right? That, Hilarious. That's almost as funny as watching Fraser try to learn to ride a bike. <laughs> you know? But you get that Niles who is so particular about a loose thread on his trousers that he will cause that much calamity in trying to remedy the situation. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we get a Niles that eats curly fries. Oh, enough with the curly fries already. Uh, the curly fries, I'm telling you, is not as bad as you make it out to no, be. No, I'm not, I know... You've been using this for years. Look, I'm using the curly fries because it's the best representation, right? It's not the curly fries. It's just 
that particular way Niles is at that point. With Niles of that season, the season where he's so particular about a thread on his trousers that it would cause such calamity, that Niles would not even look in the direction of that Niles. Seriously. So it's not it's not about the curly fries, it's mainly about the direction of the character. You know? I understand your point, but I think again the whole point of that was that he's he was so refined enough to go on after he wouldn't even try so like that and then he gets himself into a weird situation where he suddenly can't stop himself. I, mean, I, I get it, but it it, it kind of runs along the same lines for me as why I don't like Big Bang Theory past season three. Right. You know? I mean, first three seasons are all a bunch of weird scientific losers that can't get women. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, we all have women. Well, one of them gets a woman in season three. Yeah, I know. He, he gets that weird fucking blossom chick. No, I mean, I'm talking about Leonard. Which of season three is Leonard and Penny? Oh, yeah, Leonard and Penny. The most irritating relationship in the goddamn show. Hated both of them. My favourite character until he got Blossom was Sheldon. It's, but going back to where we were, talking about Niles, and this is pretty much his kind of season end. It's really mm. Niles trying to hold on to two things. Like, he's, he doesn't want to be with Maris anymore, but he wants. Two things he wants to be able to go from Marath to, to Daphne, which he can't have. He's clinging to find ways to yeah. get to Daphne's fate. This thing that's out against him, and he's trying to live to some sort of upper class <laughs> lifestyle. I and that's exemplified in two episodes, well, three technically. But well, yeah, he's like you say, he's trying to maintain the lifestyle he's accustomed to, mm-hmm. and the, the upbringing and the the class he is used to, I suppose, whilst also trying to. He's kind, of, he's kind of, it's kind of like two positively charged pieces fighting each other, you know what I mean? In one hand, he's trying to better himself and get himself away from what's been curtailing him. And in the other hand, he kind of wants that life still. Yeah, he wants it without... Like, there's a point where he gets himself into a state without Marathon. He gets so desperate, he goes to call Marathon, but then he even says, like, the minute he heard, he vo- he heard her voice, he couldn't... He couldn't do it. And I think three episodes exemplify it more than most, uh, like how he's trying to hold on to life there. The first one is episode four, where they're, they've got the opera tickets that they're desperate for, and he's oh, too yeah, embarrassed yeah. to stand in the cancellation line. The opera. And he's trying to grab Ross's ticket. Give, give us those tickets, you Philistine, you don't even know the man's name. I thought, I thought, I, I, I was very disappointed in both of them yes. in that episode, but also. I was disappointed in myself for not just going with it because that's who they were. <laughs> There's also uh, How to Kill a Millionaire or How to Bury a Millionaire, sorry, the episode oh, where he yeah. has to move into Shangri-La. And I had a really good battle for him in the episode where he's in his room like, so I shouldn't hear anything over there in Mission Control. <laughs> Is there a baby here? There was. But it's gone now. It's gone now. It won't happen again. See that it doesn't. And then... When he finally gets back into Montana, but then finds out he, he as he said, Raiders led my apartment to Bojangles alone. <laughs> and they asked to basically went over the court board so he can still maintain the fancy building because I, I find that funny considering when it gets to the end, only one of the co-op board actually dislike him. And they, they, they probably dislike him too, but they dislike the old guy who died more. And then it's just by happenstance, the guy, just, the guy who most didn't like him killed over. Because you're a troublemaker, right? I pissed myself if I've seen that. Like, Mr. Probst. Mr. Probst. 
No, 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 he's sleeping. <laughs> Old people love to nap. <laughs> One of the funniest bits in there is Martin when, that, when he's like, you need to be the murderer now, and then that woman who's been chasing me doesn't like me. They're like, Martin, have you been hiding from me? No, you're exactly who I've been looking for. for. <laughs> but uh, also, like, you know how different... Ma- Martin's got a lot of things to learn about playing gently. <laughs> <laughs> he's a... Uh, but, but you know how much he, he mean, it means to him to love that villain because he has that heartbreaking moment in the and how he bury a millionaire where he's like, oh, I look, I look past the villain and think about the people who live there and I want to be one of them and like, he's he's trying to make excuses and then he goes, I don't have a choice, do I? No. <laughs> he's like, I need a roof over my head. Niles, you have three roofs over your head. For a third floor, practically a crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but to tie you back into something we were talking about, just a wee mild tangent away from Niles for a second. Yeah, yeah. Because up in the upper echelon of great Christmas specials with Merry Christmas with Mrs. Maskowitz. I fucking love that episode. Oh, yes. I mean, to t- say Niles does have it. She was so much hotter than Cassandra. Yes, yes, she was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Virginia Madsen, mm-hmm. very, very pretty woman. Mm-hmm. Very pretty woman. But Cassandra. Uh-huh. Nah, hmm. you know, and you know what? Why? Like, well, how can you say the like, actress is pretty but not the character? Well, you know, looks aren't everything. Yeah, personality goes a long way, and mm-hmm. Faye had both in bundles. Yes, 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 you know, she was fun. She was artsy. <laughs> she was pretty. Mm-hmm. She was fun, artsier, and prettier than Cassandra. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I did all the episodes. Try not to forget my name, Faye. Yeah, yeah, yes, Faye. <laughs> it's one syllable. What's so hard about that? Faye, fabulous Faye. But I do also love, even though there are points in why I hate how Faye should act in it. Mm. The episode uh, where a man loves two women, I just like because for some of the hijinks of him trying to balance between the two, like he's like, "Well, flip a coin. Heads, Cassandra. Tails is Faye. Oh yes, it's the kind of thing that makes the one feel really special." Mm. <laughs> and then he goes like, "What's going on? Hey, hello, Niles. Oh, I'm at the speed." And then when they both leave, you males just pause it for a second. Got any more hiding in the grotto there, Hef? I'm so disappointed in Fraser in that episode because maybe it's just my my own personal etiquette. Mm-hmm. But I, regardless of who I was going out with, I wouldn't be juggling them with anyone else. Mm. You know, if I'm going out with a person, I am going out with the person. Mm-hmm. You know, I do, I do not need any other people. I mean, if I'm going out with one person, obviously I cared enough about that person to go out with them. So, just on a personal note in that episode, I find Fraser, Fraser a bit of a sleaze. Mm. A bit of a slime. Uh, and I, I would go on the back of his hand. A, a pox on you. A Fraser. pox on you in your sleazy ways, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but we were supposed to episode itself, yeah, like that, the mother... <laughs> He's like, oh, well, I was trying to get my daughter or something, but, you know, I wish you could help me. Like, oh, no, anything. What would you like to get your daughter? A date with a nice psychiatrist. A nice unattached doctor. Yeah. Watched that one, didn't I? <laughs> it wasn't my first time. <clears throat> and then Nails is part in that episode as well, just like, we're Jewish, play along. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> and then he comes in as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to go. I understand. This is your busy time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know. I don't think we've seen enough of her. No. Faye's ma liked her. 
I mean, if Faye had stuck around, we maybe would have seen more of her, but unfortunately we do not Faye get more. Faye should have. Yeah, Faye should have. She was really pretty. <laughs> Other than, like, Faye and that, and... Are there any people who kind of just pop up for an episode or two that you will like to see more of, like, you, that stand out more to you from this season? Like, no, not maybe they just stuck me... around, but, like, it's in one of characters that Let you like. Uh... I think the only I other... Mean, I liked, I liked, uh... God, um... If I'm getting myself skewed on seasons here, excuse me. You know, my DVD player's been broken. It's yeah. been squiffy, but... Woody? Woody is in this... Uh, Thank... Praise Hazana, I am right. <laughs> but no, I loved the show where Woody shows up. Right. I loved that one. Like... Like... No, no hablo inglés? <laughs> what do you mean? It means I don't speak English. Like, my favourite part of the episode is when Fraser are almost traumatised after he's come back from the karaoke bar. First, what are you saying? What kind of fool am I? She got the turn to join audience participation number. And Noel and Noel and Gil saying a rendition of I feel pretty. No, 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 no. no it's like, anything you can Noel do. And Gil and Noel performed a rendition of anything you can do, I can do better. No, they were both wrong. Sheila, I one too many... Oh, Rogers. Gil sitting on the lap of a Japanese businessman. They're singing a Hollywood I feel pretty. To which some latter verses Noel got on stage and translated into Klingon. <laughs> what midnight berry picking expedition does he have planned for me now? <laughs> what midnight berry picking expedition does he have planned for me now? <laughs> so yeah, Woody, I like the, uh, as a one off character, Dr. Norda. Oh, Dr. Nora. <laughs> oh, she was a bitch. <laughs> she was a real bitch. But even though she was a bitch, A, I partly got her, and B, I felt so bad for them in that psycho mullet on the <laughs> fucking end. You owe me, Missy, I want my gut. I knew you hated me, but I had no idea you could feel this cruel. How long must I go before I'm finally free of her? Well, thankfully the lines of communication are open. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I do like the fact that they'll her degree is in physical education. She's a gym teacher. And then how the guys in males get them goes, wouldn't want to be the chubby kid in that gym class. Do you know who I enjoyed? And I say this because I assume he's in this season, sir. But we, I think we see him maybe twice, maybe thrice in the whole run of the show. Robert. No, that's not this season. I'm what like, season is Robert? I don't know. Do you like Robert? I do like Robert. Nobody calls me Robert. Robert, shut up. <laughs> but, anyway. Do... To the fish who gave her life, so you could spread her unborn children like cracker? Not so much. <laughs> well, like, going back to Frasier, because I know we talked a lot about Niles, but this is Frasier's, it's, it's named after him, he is the title character, and his stuff a bit looking for her job and everything, mm. like being kept oh, up by Niles. Mr. So Rugly. Mm, oh, yes. Mr. Rugly. And, uh, if, you, if your child's anything like me, mine, he'd be happy to make you a new one. My father gave me that after his stroke. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go for it. If I'm going to beat that tow truck. <laughs> so that, then they're going through the studio. He's like, Frasier, 
You're not famous anymore. Oh. No. All right, all right, let it all. Okay, I think that's enough now. I don't know how to, I don't know how to turn them off. <laughs> Somebody get that Monte Cristo in here. I like a Monte Cristo. And then again, cooking uh, Daphne trying to help go lean in, going, Mister Doctor Crane, my Grammy Moon here say no. What are you, what are you trying to do? Kill him? <laughs> he started it. Uh, uh. You she, the, she started, she brought the bloody videotape. You started it, I've seen your baby. baby she, she stand up and miss a meal or two. She's a healthy baby. <laughs> Great episode, that one. I just love the random just never been noticed. I've seen your baby too. I've seen your baby too. She can stand and miss a meal or two. <laughs> She's a healthy baby. Well, I'm not the biggest fan of Fraser's Curse, uh, but... The same episode, the one where you mentioned the Mrs. Rugby bit, but also I do like the bit where he's like, with weeding out the bit for uh, everyone's up to, goes, Ah, girl, got cancer. When they be doing with my goodness, did he? Fraser Crane, unattached, unemployed, oh, and living mm. with my father. He spends his days cleaning his oven, it's empty, <laughs> waiting for his upcoming tooth cleaning. <laughs> Some things don't work out, like my. Rule about no shopping carts in the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like when he eventually gets uh, back into his job, even though I do hate the way he, he kind of goes about the thing with rods and the money. Yeah. In episode 10, then. <laughs> no, there's nothing about rods up here. Like Napoleons are driving. Crash, 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 crash. I haven't seen some people be quite negative about that episode in the sense that, like, it should have been a case that Roz kind of proved Fraser wrong for doubting her and about your responsibility, but then I think it turns out that she did waste the money because she goes to Bulldog and goes, Can I $1,500? I wrote a bad check. Yeah. So I've seen some people have mixed thoughts there. So I don't know how you feel about the revelation that she actually did waste the money, but just she managed to make it Fraser feel guilty enough. I personally stand with Rawls in this one because mm. I, I pretty much stand where Martin stands in this episode. Mm. He gave her the money. It was no longer his money. It was her right to do with it. Mm-hmm. As she, it's like, it's like, um, it's like, say you get a, a government handout, for example, mm-hmm. and you don't use it for it's what it's specifically for. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. It's your money. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Like for ex- I'll give you an example of said a, a very good a recent example of mine. Mm-hmm. I got money in for my kids' uniform grant. Mm-hmm. We needed electricity and shopping, so we got electricity and shopping. Mm. You know, uh-huh. food and electricity was more important. That's true. And like I say, it was Roger's money. The minute he signed that check and gave it to her, mm-hmm. her money, and he had no particular right to tell her what what she could or could not do with it. Uh-huh. And plus, by the time they got back to work anyway, they didn't. It didn't matter anyway because she was going to get paid, and she could have paid him back if she yeah. knew, if he needed her to. Hey, come on, she was going to end up with, with the time with, with show vintage being a station manager anyway. You oh. know, she was going to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but. Something I always like about uh, Fraser is, uh, is a lot of the things when they do the, the, the character relationships. Uh, and we talked about this in the past, but how, especially seasons one and two, I think it was, yeah. where the big relationship they constantly feature is Martin and Fraser. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but even there's hints of it in season two, but especially in season three onwards, 
the big, big relationship that always sounds the best episodes and the best like moments I think is when they explore Frasier and Niles yeah. You know, there is a great Fraser Martin moment in Merry Christmas, Mrs. Maskowitz. They argue, well, I hate living here too, and I hate you being here. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. You were hugging by now. now. We should never have tried this. We're not Jewish. Maybe, I can't remember her name. Maybe she can tell it, show us how it's done. She's out of town. No. No. You mean that? Well, no. no. I just thought it'd get us to the hug. I do also love, I was doing this at this moment with my dad the other day, the bit like, it's not Christmas without Rudolph, he's not even one of the original reindeer, what does the others have a song? Uh, do you know, Martin has a good point, mm-hmm. Martin, ha- do, do the others have a song? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and I'll tell you something else, just that whilst we're on the Christmassy theme of Fraser, mm-hmm. I love, I love Martin's Dancing Santa, mm-hmm. if I could find that to have, that would take pride and place on my mantelpiece mm-hmm. next to the... Dead Elvis on the toilet from chewing the fat. <laughs> like, the, the, the last one got damaged. I thought you threw it off the balcony. Yes. That's how it was damaged. Oh, a lovely God. end of that episode when, when Martin, like, the little cutscene at the end, when Martin finds his little hat and he's like, You can't. What have you done to him? There's the one where he said, I always tell my mate, like, King's a layer, because I always manage to get him up and about again. I thought you threw that thing off the balcony. I did. I did. They're like, like well, That's I never did anything to you. All I wanted to do with dad to make people happy. Why'd you do it, But All I wanted to do was dance and make people happy. But I'd say the two funniest episodes in this show are the ones that feature uh, Showcase Niles and Fraser's relationship, both the best parts and the worst parts of it. Oh, IQ. IQ. It's hilarious. And the, other, and the second one is when I hold up in the same regard, I hold up in the same regard as I do, <laughs> as I, I hold up in the same regard as I hold up the innkeepers, my coffee with Niles, and... Ham radio, the dinner party. Uh, if you're talking like episodes that just bring you joy, I agree with every one of the ones you just said. I would add one to it, though. The one where uh, Niles is writing the book. Uh, author, author. Author, author. I think that episode's hilarious. I think that's literally within one or two episodes from Buddy Innkeepers as well. Yeah. You get that? Some men go to college. But we yeah. think they're all wussies. If they get all, all the knowledge. And we get all the dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. All right, I'll do it. I would shave my head for you. Sentiment which we get means less and less with each passing year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, I love the dinner party. Well, that same episode. Hello, I'm sorry, what's doing, what's happening? <laughs> what are you doing? That's my radio persona. <laughs> well, stop it. But I do like that... I like the, the dinner party, particularly for the fact that it's all in one location, the yeah. apartment, kind of similar to how I like my cousin Nails all being in the coffee shop. Because like, they're always doing these fancy dinner parties and you always talk about doing an event and it cuts to the event, but just the, the rigmarole it takes to put one of these together and the swapping of schedules and then, of course, the black ball scene. Yeah. Black ball. Wait a minute. Oh, no, black ball. That's dried up both things. So is Missy Grommel. I don't want it at my party. <laughs> I just love the accusatory use of them. This is a dried up old fake. And he's just so petulant about it. So it's Missy Crema, I don't want it in my party. <laughs> we do not question the black ball, we bow to its will. Eleven. No. Hold up two swizzle sticks. Side by side. That's right, eleven. Oh, oh and guys, the Duncan's before happy hour. Hello, Nina. Too late. <laughs> and then also the bit with the, uh The Duncan, Duncan, you loathe the Duncan's. Hello, right, then. Nina and uh, oh, right. 
They're horrible. Black ball, she's a twist. Alright. Oh, it sounds up. Black ball, he's a dope. <laughs> <laughs> so, our guests include Roz, the Drunken Duncans, and Argentine Wild Child. Dinner is, is served. served. <laughs> <laughs> One more black ball. Music it up myself. Black ball. Oh. I do love Martin, the whole Big Roll trying to rearrange Martin's party as well. Mm. Like he's spoken out like, right, these guys live very interesting lives, you know. Yes, let's let's make, let's make sure these let's make sure that racetrack has a PA system. <laughs> and also there's the whole explanation about like you get the one you get the other one. Like, Dad, you find a word do you think we're weird? No, you're not, not weird. weird. Just special. As your mother always said to me and I believe it's to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what when we phone a caller back and ask her what's so weird about us. Oh, better yet, why don't we get a tandem bike made for two and ride over there? <laughs> oh, you were so that other, other one. one. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I think, again, you, know, you said you got IQ and everything. Like, Dad, do you know IQ? No, but I got a pretty good idea of that auction. <laughs> and then... Look, oh no, in that episode... Ah, I rented this tux and look, it came with a free comb. Also, I do love the length that Roz is willing to go to. That woman thinks starts setting on her when she keeps trying to get her the more yeah. she, was, she looks so at the old or less off with this woman. She gets looks at the old town, looks at Noel, just looks back. It's like Italian. <laughs> and then I, I, do, I wonder just how far she went with said woman. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but then there's the the the, the, the argument between the Frisian now and they're putting on the lunch with the geniuses and they're like. The name of Kellyanne Grunther, not she stands for. She can't stand. How do you know? I checked. <laughs> and and then also they, Thanks oh. to the Brothers Crane, there will be a lot less homeless cats on the streets of Seattle tonight. And I believe you can see when it cuts to Fraser's face, basically you can see Martin in the background just looking like see I fucking tell you. Tell you your daft cunts. Yeah, you don't even have a clue, but you know, why you be seen giving money away and all that and mm. the funniest bit obviously is the lunch scene there. You get to pick where you would be having your sleep. Yeah. You know you got the best bed. <laughs> the beds were exactly identical. Dials, how many of those pills did you take? I don't know, but they fixed my nose. <laughs> I, I would like a cup of tea, sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> or if I if I have to have if I ever have to worry about your IQ again. All I have to do is envision you weeping and desperately trying to revive like little plastic diver. <laughs> you, you need to go home and get some sleep. Oh, that would be exactly what you'd like to me to be happening. <laughs> and he falls over. My brother, now I'll scream. Achoo! <laughs> you know, 9,000 dollars doesn't buy the lunch it used to. <laughs> Thought it was only eight. Oh, you knocked over the aquarium on the way out. <laughs> right. Oh, that leads to it. If, I, if I, I ever have to worry about your IQ again, I just have to envision you weeping, desperately trying to revive that little plastic diver. Hadn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fraser tucked the tablecloth into his trousers as well? I don't know. I believe he did because he. He tucked the tablecloth into his trousers and nails drugged up, fell down. Yeah, and then I remember he looked like, look at how much you're sitting. You are up all night drinking coffee all, all night. night. Weren't you? I'm not twitching. So, so are you okay? Yeah. Here's some coffee. Dig yes. <laughs> And then as we did that, I would like a cup of tea. Sounds nice. 
So that was you behind. That was you all night sneezing behind the record section. <laughs> well, I think that makes you scratch your ears. Your parchment might allergy. <laughs> so many odd allergies. I know there. Uh, but Paul, I think we've been you know waxing lyrically about this. this I, I didn't even know of a thing of a thing such as a parchment mate until mm. until that particular well, see, episode. Frazier, it makes you laugh and you learn something. Eh? You, you laugh and you are educated. <laughs> Oh, it's so wholesome. <laughs> let's go in, let's uh, briefly, well, as we go around out this, let's talk about least favourite episodes from the season and then go into favourite episodes. Oh, well, you lead the way on that one. Well, I'd say Fraser's Chris, but even then, we, you did mention some of the funnier moments yeah, of that episode. Yeah, bit at the end when he's singing with the with the chess club barbershop quartet. Aye, the chickmates. The chickmates. I like them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. There's always something about the idea of Fraser, given everything we know about him, believing in the idea of curses. Mm. That he's never sat right with me. Yeah, yeah, I get you on that one because he's always seemed very, you know, mm-hmm. the idea of, like being very much behind reason and logic and. I think he and Niles, the way they think, they never believe in, in curses and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and, until he believes in the curse in that season, and then later on, the show's run, <sighs> Niles and Daphne get a doula. <laughs> what? The doula, you know, the, the, the baby wizard woman. Oh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Stop but- banging that drum before I put your goddamn head through <laughs> it. She to- laughed about this afterwards. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... I can't really think of bad episodes, per se. That's, that's the thing about season six, though. It's very... When you struggle to find a bad episode, Aye. you know, I think season six uh-huh. has a rarity in the run of a show where season six, generally, mm-hmm. you can't pick fault in season six. Yeah, that's what I think amazing when they talk season. Like, yeah. season two, when you think about it, right? Season two in the last like four or five episodes has... As Seamus would say, banger after banger after banger. But I like also you say that. But it also has the Nathan Lane episode in it. Yeah. So that's my that's an example of like a, a season with great episodes that you can easily pack out, but also really bad episodes you can Where that where is burn that episode and all traces of its existence because I I and personally I love Nathan Lane. Lane as awesome. an actor. I think he is a hilarious actor, but we'd done him bad in that episode. Because you know what they did to him? <laughs> they made him play straight. I know. <laughs> Nathan Lane, of all people. You've, you've included over-the-top characters in the, before in Fraser, and yet you had a man who can easily play that role, and yet you made him play straight. Yeah, we made him play straight, and Nathan Lane, in my opinion, just looked so awkward playing such mm-hmm. a sleazy but straight character. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you see him in that... And then you see him in the birdcage, mm-hmm. and he's fantastic in the birdcage. <laughs> like that bit when he's trying to, you know, dress nice for the boy and Robin Williams, and he's like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, one does want a hint of colour. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's the thing, like, there, not say, I'm saying, like, oh, it's the worst episode because it's bad or, or unfunny, but, like, it's just... Worse than most. That's that's the phrase I'd oh, use. Oh no no no! That episode, the Nathan Lane. No, no, no I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about season six. Oh, season so six. When I tell you there's stuff, definitely no Nathan Lane level no, episodes. No, I'm, in season that's six. what I'm saying. Like their episodes, I, I I say that they may be my least favorite, but it doesn't mean they are bad episodes in themselves. When yeah. it comes to season six. Yeah, I'll be least favorites. Like I mean, 
not the episodes overall mm. well i mean i hate certain aspects of certain episodes like with the two women one mm. mm-hmm. i hate the way fraser acts uh with the psych with the iq one mm. i hate the pettiness i i hate the way niles acts yeah the hint of daphne having second thoughts and ah uh, yeah like, he's very he's very very un very unfriend like and very very selfish but then there's also like very touching moments in that episode as well like Martin, despite the fact that like he's a, like I do not support these actions, like I'm very like, he doesn't have to say it to this point, but you can tell he is. But then seeing even though that night thing does hurt nails, he does say to him like I'd do anything to make this better because uh, the end of the day it's like a father talking to his son and his son like, is down. Look, I'm glad you've done the right thing, and I'm yeah. I would do anything to make this better for you, but you just have to mm-hmm. you have to. It's Martin would say you just have to man up, you know. As, as we deal. talked about when we talked about it at the time, and we were I liked how that we went a bit like this old free. Old saying is like the right thing is often the, <coughs> the the worst. The right the right decision is often the worst feeling. One. Yeah, the hardest decision to make is often the right one. I think is also another way of saying that, it. That is a much better way to put it than I'll I did. T- it took me a second to get to well, that point, I, but I got there. If I was wearing my hat at the moment, I would doff my hat to you again. <laughs> so, but I, have- at the moment, I am not. I'm just wearing this lovely gothy pant poncho. <clears throat> but then we're we're basically. Giving like saying what's least favorite, but like we're giving like uh, asterisks next to these episodes. Yeah. Like, so let's go back into the actual best one because I think I've given two away two of mine's, which is IQ and dinner party. Yeah. But other than that, what would your episodes, like, favorite episodes be? Favorite episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, Taps at the Montana. Oh yes, yes. I fucking love Taps <laughs> at the Montana. I really do. <laughs> Sunshine rain. <laughs> I believe that was look at it and split it <laughs> and split it sorry. listen like, Crane you're a menace <laughs> we abhor noise in this building and you have something of a reputation all the ruckus parties you host <laughs> I do love the, the one where he's like oh we make YZs in Africa and everything like oh it's so great to be home oh yes so in Africa it'll just be a distant memory <laughs> <laughs> I also must say, well, in in that episode, as much as I love it, mm-hmm. and that's an interesting thing about season six, you cannot pick a bad episode, uh-huh. but you can pick bad character elements mm-hmm. of the characters in uh-huh. certain episodes. You see very bad character traits from mm-hmm. each character throughout the season. Okay, like in Taps of Montana. I feel Martin is very unkind to Mrs. Mrs. Latimer mm-hmm. because you know she's not a she's not a ugly woman or anything. Mm-hmm. She seems very friendly. Very, she seems very friendly, and very horny. <laughs> you know, she's she's pure ganting for Martin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pure ganting. There's me going all Scottish, man. You know, but aye, she's ganting for it. Mm-hmm. But he's awfully he's awfully mean to that woman. Mm-hmm. You know, awful mean to that woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, you get examples of that throughout the season with yeah. any character, you know what I mean? I, I like uh, I like the fact that, especially early on, whenever you show, you have an episode where a big part of it takes place in Nelson's apartment in Montana, it's always something with my, many hijinks. Yeah. Like, you get yeah. the Halloween episode with the misunderstanding about who's pregnant and everything. <laughs> hey, Niles, what's your nose been all bent out of shape about? And also, you had when he first got the bird... When the bird like sticks itself to its yeah. head and then repeats shit that it's overheard and gets Niles into trouble. Damn it, Niles, you drunken idiot. Daphne's not the one who's pregnant. Roz is. <laughs> Roz is? <laughs> uh, I'm O from the story of O. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, another one of my favorites, I think, is I'm, really... I'm Waldo from Where's Waldo? Well, he's like in 60 bucks. You, get, you, you call yourself well read. You know, you got you can't find his because he gets lost to go. No, but I love a demonstration. <laughs> but also love that it's one of the better season openers. I think is Frazier's Curse. Mm. Just that the, just how Frazier is slowly deteriorating because of <laughs> was it, the loss of fame and his vanity is feeling full display. <laughs> I just thought of a really funny bit from one Halloween episodes. I'm Jim Jack Cook, last of the Mohicans. <laughs> that explains that then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ah, oh, so such fromage and splendor. Hmm. Cheesy. <laughs> I do love also that in that when I mentioned Frazier's curse that you have Gil, you know, doing the like writing his uh, critique whistle by slagging like, off Frazier feel like Frazier made that like I almost wanted to call it the sorrow and the Peter. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I actually think, even though it's not my favourite of the finales, I like the story it tells over the two parts. Oh, yeah, And, and yeah. I actually think, I'll, I'll go out and I'll and say this, maybe when I will watch some of them, I'll, I'll be proven wrong. I think, in terms of chronology... Chronology? This is the better. There is no finale that's better than this one until we get to the overall finale. Mm. Like, the season finales between this and the eventual finale at the very end of the show. The eventual finale makes me so sombre. Well, like... Like you got this good finale and then meh 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 yeah. season finale oh dear the waterworks yes, are coming tears and waterworks and feels and oh whereas I don't think the other ones I mean we can argue season seven but again that will probably cause annoyance disagreement I would say disagreement I don't even think annoyance a word I just made it up <laughs> hey you you made up a word you own that shit man you own that shit pet and penny. Patent pending, yes. Any, any you heard them. Patent pending. Any other favourites? Obviously, Mick Green Christmas, Mrs. Masquit, if that goes without saying. Yeah, that is a great one. Jesus! <laughs> Onward! Next year in Jerusalem! Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, what season six? Great season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably, like, once again, you went out on a limb, I'll go out on all of them. I would honestly say, and a lot of people would disagree with this, probably the best season of the show. Mm. Probably the best season. Wow. I would say. Because if you if you look at it really, and, and I've, I've got what I would assume is decently sound reasoning behind this. No, please. You can't really pick a negative. Mm. Overall, yeah, you know, from start to finish, can you pick a negative? You can pick, you can pick at character flaws, mm-hmm. but you can't really pick a negative overall. Yeah, you know, from start to finish of season six, you're laughing, you're crying, you're emoting. Mm-hmm. It's a fun. It's a. It's a perfect season of the show. I I I don't. I'm not going to fully agree with you on that because I want a. Wait till we oh, finally no, finish no. the run of the see, show. That's just my own. No, I, I get. I see. I think it's up there in terms of the better yeah. season. This is basically there are different eras of the show, and I think yeah. a gold, a real golden era of the show is seasons one through six. No, there isn't good stuff to find going forward. Yeah, there is. I will totally agree with that. But this is really an end of an era. I, I've said that. I, I mean, think eventually we'll get to the episode. You know, the episode I quite like. The New Year episode when they're all out in the Winnebago. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. 
and the <laughs> one where Niles and Daphne have their first proper date. Yeah. You know? What happened to the peanut brittle? Blew away. That's <laughs> 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 the way he said it. What happened to the peanut brittle? Well, I think you got... Blew away. We can also use like, episodes like that when you think, oh, that's really a bad thing for his character, or like, in terms of like, that goes against what his character would do. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's like little shards of heaven. <laughs> what you think the character would do, but I think like, even... Like most shows, even some of the best writers have episodes where, for the sake of a storyline, sometimes a character does something seemingly uncharacteristic. Even the best shows do that, especially given to like the sixth season of a show that yeah. seemingly didn't show all by this point. Probably at the time that no sense showing them because because just before season six, there Seinfeld ended, which was one of the most popular shows in America during its run. Seinfeld ended before this because and Fraser's thing at the start of uh, that when he's doing that audition <laughs> is like talking about. Oh, my predecessor had big shoes to fill. That was basically because Frasier had been moved to the, the so Seinfeld slot. Aye, on NBC, which was a pro- was, was a very popular prominent time spot to have. So basically, so that was that a dig or just an acknowledgement? No, it was an acknowledgement, more of an acknowledgement. That's because, good. Because I think it was a case of like we were in this big prominent time spot, and basically they still had. I don't know if they always planned eleven seasons, but like they knew you tell basically you can tell that there's still stuff they want to accomplish with the season. With the series that is, sorry, and yeah. and so obviously they know that they're going to be around for a while, and like you can forgive the occasional episode as long as it still makes you laugh and gives you something positive to take away from it, like there oh, is with some of these episodes. But yeah, I think we we did made we we did several different ways of basically explaining why season seven is, or sorry, season six <laughs> is awesome. I'm getting ahead of myself. You are a little, yeah, and you know. As much as I am, mm-hmm. you know, preemptively negative on season seven, mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want our listeners to misunderstand me. That there is not that is not saying that I do not find certain episodes in season season seven pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's certain episodes that are really funny, mm-hmm. like for example, the the bear. You know, the the Russian the Russian lineage. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, I remember that. One. That's a good one. That's a good one. But uh, but yeah. Well, thank you guys for doing. It. I think we're going to do this going forward. Maybe we won't always talk about Christmas for forty minutes before we we talk about the show. Well, when it's Christmas time, we will. Well, we will. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to do this instead. Instead of tacking it on to the finale episode, we review. We're going to do a season overview. Of the shows in a separate thing. I think it's a good idea going forward. Yeah, I think so. But I've enjoyed this. Let us know your thoughts on season six, the kind of direction of the show at that point, some of your favourite episodes. Yeah. Let us know on facebook.com forward slash Ram Puggets. And please like the page while you're there. And let us know on Twitter and follow us while you're there at SB Rambling. Or follow Rogue Opinions, which you also find us on at Rogue underscore Opinions. Yeah. And as I always say, you know, I am I am not the Twitter man or the Rogue with rogue opinions, well, I am a rogue opinions man now, cool. But you know, I I'm not the technical whiz what Scott is, but I'm always on Facebook. If any of you listeners wanna, you know, chill chat with me on the page, I'm happy to shoot the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Paul, I I'm happy. I shouldn't I shouldn't be so because I am I'm happy to have a polite discourse with you. Yeah, <laughs> but well, even though we're recording a order episodes in a certain order, they're not going to come out the order we're recording. This is going to come out, and then. 
an episode we're not recording until next week come is coming out. It's going to be another Fraser related one because I realise, given the theme, it's Christmas. It's better to get this episode out after this one rather than the one we're going to record in a little bit. Yeah. Because it, it fits in with Christmas. If it comes out <laughs> after Christmas, then, well, what's the point? But uh, well, well, I just want to say, personally, to our listeners, and since it is the festive period and all, sure. you know, sure. I hope all of our listeners have a great and merry Christmas and get what they want and have a great time with their family. You know. Much like to you, Scott. I hope Thank you. when you're with your peeps, I hope you have a lovely Christmas. And I hope you have a good time with your boy and whoever else you may in your family you may be spending Christmas with. I on will. The fifth of beard. I will because I I am getting that that personal joy of a father. I am mm-hmm. getting I am getting to be robbed before I even have the money. <laughs> you know, I know I have money coming. Mm-hmm. I won't see any of it. No, no. <laughs> you know. I I have made peace with that, you know. I know even though I have money, I'll have no money. <laughs> you know, I I I can deal. Oh, sorry, I just I just got paid, but now I have no money. That's how it will be. <laughs> but well, we're going back to an eclectic escapade. A Christmassy eclectic escapade is upon us. Ooh. And I know we said we go away from Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce the next one, but <laughs> and take a break from them, go with one of the other actors. But then I stumbled upon this on Amazon Prime. It's a TV, it was originally a TV movie, it's a musical as well. It is A Christmas Carol from 2004, which stars Kelsey Grammer as a Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge which I, I, ro- I know of that one. A role he should be, you know, perfect for. I've never seen this. I'm gonna, we're going to watch this and talk about it next week. Will it be good? I don't know. I have a, I have a good feel for it because I, I don't believe I have seen it. Mm-hmm. But I may have seen... Bits of it, mm-hmm. and Kel- Kelsey is just great and everything. Mm-hmm. Even if he's in a shit thing, mm-hmm. it's great because he's in it. And he's Kelsey. <laughs> he's Kelsey. He That's is, all you can really say. He is Kelsey. He is Kelsey. And I'll tell you something: if they <laughs> fucking people at that stupid, oh look how much special effects we can use universe. Oh, sorry, the Marvel comic universe. <laughs> I'm silly. <laughs> If he doesn't get to be beast, mm-hmm. I I will I will start a protest. <laughs> I will because you know nothing against that young fellow that played Beast in mm-hmm. Last Stand. Mm-hmm. You know he wasn't. He wasn't Kelsey. He wasn't Kelsey. You you'll start a rally with as few people as that one to get Fraser Cream back on the air. I will. What if you start? What if you started a rally and nobody came? <laughs> and he takes the spring balls. Bring me the freaking turkey. <laughs> This is great. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they know. Who, so they know who we are, and now where we live. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we got a special wrestling one that will come out probably just before New Year to round out twenty twenty two before we do our usual. Catch up episode <coughs> in the new year, and then we'll be back on. We're also, you're going to be hearing on the Rogue Pain side some Smackdowns. We're going to try and record close together to get as much of the build to SummerSlam 2000 uh, before the new year as possible. Yeah. 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 But, well, a hell of a time talking with season six with you, and yeah. I look forward to what we have in the future with Fraser. I do too. This is, this is, this is warmed by Christmas spirit, this episode. I'm. 
I have enjoyed myself. Well, it's always good to talk Fraser with a good friend. Well, thank you very much. And we hope you guys enjoyed it too. And be sure to check out in the meantime all our past Fraser reviews in the back and the past Athletic Escapades if you are also a big Fraser fan like we are. And all good Android podcasts and platforms and wherever you get your podcasts. If, if you particularly have a sweet tooth, say, listen to some of our sweetie reviews. Those are fun. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or, or, or I'll take like, no, confectionery themed episodes. Oh, a few eclectic confectionery. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time when we have a special Christmas eclectic escapade, we will say good day, good mental health and a Merry Christmas. Yes, and a Happy New Year. That's that. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building.